What kind of person to say a toad or so? But you know what? A toad or so. A fucking a toad or so. You fucking mark! Ding dong. Hello? <laughs> yes, y'all law infidels. That's right, it's Friday. Better late than never. There's just not enough hours in the day to plot and propagandize with alien invasions and directed energy weapons creating forest fires. But we see through the haze and the blaze, and we're about to tear it down. HMG, Friday Locker Room, ChannelAttitude.com. YOLO! <laughs> Oh, yo, what's good? We came to rely on the fire, uh, and uh, so we do here, and excited we might have a special guest running, so I'll just kick things off here. Yeah, we're a little behind. Usually, I record this on Thursday. I just didn't have time to get a co-host lined up, and Strangler Steve uh, sends his regrets because he's out having a great time in uh, a whale's vagina, a.k.a. San Diego. Sent me some uh, cool pics of a lucha taco shop he was at, always uh, me and the Striz trading off those uh food porn whenever we're out uh foodies we enjoy that uh, is our little it's our little thing that we do <laughs> uh but yeah man uh, excited about a run in here so we won't uh stooge that off we'll just keep kick things off and i'm sure i'll loop back around oop cough button one sec get it in you that horseshoegenetics.com pal god damn yeah animal cookies Wow, what a great strain, and uh, yeah, a great strain uh, all week long, you know, just trying to keep going in this cannabis briz, and uh, put out a new episode of The Consultants yesterday, uh, episode 23 for July 28th, 2020, with some feedback, and uh, thank you from uh, alleged network executives, and uh, interesting stuff, a big 11-pager during the COVID era of excuses, and just uh, an interesting time of, uh, you know, smartening people up to the wrestling game of how carny and uh you know backstabbing it can be for no reason other than the the joy of doing it <laughs> so uh but y'all yeah, oh, trained hard last night at upstate wrestling experience got uh two new students i mean that's what we're trying to do is grow the company and i, th- I think it's awesome to go from december having kind of three students and uh getting started to now i think we're up to about 13 and uh and that number just keeps growing and uh it's it was very cool worked them hard last night they're trying their best we're 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 still uh the shits as uh i ask them what they are and they all go we're the shits and i go you're right you are and you don't gotta feel too bad about screwing up and you know just try and be coachable and and uh, listen to direction and uh sometimes we get it and some nights we don't and uh that's just life and it's how you're going to persevere through it you know so and that's what it was with uh my business locally this week we thought you know everything had just been going so well and trucking along and just hit a small barricade a first barricade on looking for uh the right place to lease and uh kind of by no means of our own getting pushed into a place we didn't really think uh, was good uh, for us, a good fit. So you just got to take a step back and there's plenty of other properties. So we're going to be looking at some next week and that's always exciting. What's meant to be. So 
um yeah it's all part of uh the, the birthing process it's all part of growing the biz briz and uh how you approach it and not let things set you back and just keep pushing forward it'll be pretty cool going to uh check out a farmer's market tomorrow where we might be able to even set up shop there before we even have things open so uh the wives and i'll do a little uh you know shopping and check that out as well in syracuse and uh, good times all around ahead so hopefully you guys had a good week trying to accomplish your goals and you know, setting bigger ones, or maybe it's time to take some time off for the summer because there's goddamn alien invasion and directed energy weapon warfare uh, while we fight a cold war in Ukraine against uh, our biggest enemy, and we could be obliterated at any moment as the death clock ticks closer and closer to midnight, whatever that fucking means. Uh, so <laughs> eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we'll die, infidels, and that's fine because we live life today here at HMG on channelattitude.com and had a great time though uh it was a rough aew this week i'm not sure what the numbers are yet maybe you should look that up before you do the show asshole okay i'll try and do my best stop yelling at me all right uh you know that uh i just didn't enjoy the show uh aw ratings let's go to twitter you know i'm sure botches might have it up already um but uh yeah it just it just didn't flow for me and uh raw was a real mail-in uh, uh switch uh you know uh, as well like vince uh, doing things i guess hey uh, 903,000 viewers uh says uh so they're up from i think last week holding steady between 750 and 900,000 but uh the ticket sales don't uh, reflect that even with punk being announced and signed for a shitty six on his debut for collision and Canada is just a rough sell because a lot of people are out uh, going camping during the summer. They're getting out of their houses where they've been cooped up in fucking, you know, the winter tundra for so long. And they're just not there to be around town. And then I guess ticket prices are pretty high. Talking to Johnny Publix yesterday, John Hartnett on the Light the Fuse show. And, you know, <laughs> everything's at an all time high. We're right back up there with gas again. Saudis messing with that price. Y'all, you're welcome. And, uh, and every other little thing that, uh, you know, at the grocery store or whatnot. So to have four or 500 extra dollars just to blow on AEW tickets, tough call for a lot of families right now. It doesn't matter Canada or U.S. So the dude, if you don't have that built-in fanboy hardcore, uh, you know, 30-year-old virgin something, uh, comic book, uh, video game nerd fan base in Hamilton, it's going to be tough to fucking fill those seats from there to Saskatchewan, right? So I don't know. The, the, I think the the solution has got to be something with a, a reboot PR campaign here real quick in the next real fucking quick. <laughs> uh, I would try and get Drake, actually. Uh, but uh, with Canadian heroes from hockey stars that you can come meet to whoever to really uh, grease the wheels here and, and put the money out to get so your arenas aren't empty that's a that's a big thing because you're already kind of under scrutiny for that seems like the numbers are holding true but the show this week was just like oof, uh just didn't flow like it should and wwe of course yeah i was switching things up 40 minutes before the show no shit uh which i allegedly said on uh raw review this week uh then well it actually was um on master shoot theater i was like you watch it'll be on the sheets that he was fucking with it right before and that's why these things are in vince is like yeah of course they will bro uh you know 
and huh, like we don't know what the fuck goes on it's just uh it ain't one thing it's a motherfucking other man so uh i can't even force myself to get upset about it by any means i just want to have the best show possible for the art form that we love and it seems that we keep getting in our own way but i think aew really needs to put jericho omega uh ethan page um sorry i'm just trying to think of canadian workers that they have as taya canadian as well um you know to to make sure that and and i would try and get brett especially with the owen hart foundation thing like let's really do something to like get these ticket sales up because it's that's a an emergency crisis thing especially going into your wembley show you want to be building momentum not looking weak you know uh build that fandom you you've got the ball rolling with so many ticket sales over there we gotta create an avalanche of buzz in order to do that so if that means cross promoting with rappers with uh i don't care bare naked ladies fucking uh whoever the the hot you know thing in canada is hockey star wise uh to to get people there and do something that's like oh we're going to see them they're going to be the host for the night or whatever to really showcase them i don't give a shit get alanis morissette get me alanis morissette pal isn't that ironic uh, uh, to, to really try and get these sales up there, you know, cause just uh, announcing for the Chicago crowd that punks coming back. Yeah. That's cool for them. He's always going to draw there. That's, that's not it. But like there's 700 alleged sold in Hamilton. Yikes. I might even scrap the show. Like there's no way like that. Uh, I'll run a double shot on something else instead. Just to say due to low ticket sales, I don't not that you want to put the heat back on your fan base, but it's better than, you know, I, I don't know what creative solutions are there to masquerade that or make something special. I would move it out of there and maybe give the show away for free, but move it to some cool place, a club or something or some festival or something outside what's going on there. But well, the way it is now, I'd be looking for an alternative solution because that's an almost impossible task. If you got 700 sold and you got to get to 7,000, 8,000 just to fill it, dude, that's, that's a 95, 92% increase in sales that you have to do in less than fucking three weeks, four weeks, but bro, rough. That, I mean, it's like the 24 or whatever. That's, that's two weeks away, basically. Whew man uh that 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 hurts my chest to think about because i like to put myself in those positions of what would i do as a consigliere to try and and get that over you know what i mean and short of jericho throwing like announcing jericho throwing a concert i mean that's what you could do if you're only sold 700 seats fuck it even at a hundred dollars a seat that ain't that's only a 70 fucking thousand dollar payout right and it's a lot more than that just probably to rent that arena so, you know, I no, that's only a seven thousand dollar payout, right? No, seven hundred seventy thousand. Um, and why not go screw it? Let's do something here and have Jericho put on a whole concert and have the show at the concert, you know, and give tickets away. Just make it like a a thing for the people of Canada, sponsored by the municipality of their province or whatever it is. You know, they do that in Buffalo a lot, like uh, downtown concert series type things. I think Ron Hawkins just played the other night, actually, through the the smoke and haze. So in the rain, 
Um, but that I think that's about all you can do is to try and turn it into a feel-good festival with Jericho and the homecoming of Canada and have Canadians up across the border get Lance Storm, whoever you want to, to try and, and be the up there for the night to be ribbed or whoever, you know, but uh, that's a tough, tough fucking sell to go 700 tickets sold and you got to get to 7,000, man, like, unless they're giving away blowjobs at the door, uh, you know, uh, take your pick. We got guys and girls or whatever. Um, Yeah, we'll see, man. Fuck. Whoops. And the sheets disappeared. Uh, this one popped me though. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, and this is going to pop you guys here because our special guest for the Friday locker room veterans only has arrived. Somebody I've been looking forward to catching up with. I'm his boy. He's my man. It's uh star maker, Kenny Bowen. How's it going? Star maker. We're, we're kind of like Donald Trump and Kim Jong Un. We just we're met just each like other that. and fell in love. We just <laughs> fell in love. We wrote love letters back and forth to each other. Yeah, yeah man, done. for sure. For sure. Uh, buddy. Well, let me throw up your comment section over here. Is this live? Oh, uh, no, we're not. We're not live. I'm just, I record the Friday locker room because it's behind the paywall. So. Oh, I was wanting uh, to bitch at some fans. I was. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Renee YouTube's- Dupree made the sad mistake of having me on live last night at seven yeah. o'clock. And we, the, the, they love me over there. They love to ha- love hate relationship. They love to hate me. Oh man. Well, at least they're interactive. I'm proud of Renee, man. He's, uh, I hit him up too. Cause I thought maybe three of us would, but I know he's got, uh, some good son duties to do helping uh, dad get ready for the weekend with groceries oh, yeah. and that stuff. So I tell you what, why don't you and I go over to there together? I've got carte blanche on any show I want to do. Uh, yeah. he, he's even invited the Prince who just does not do podcast anymore, but he wants to go over there and talk a little Japanese wrestling with Renee, especially on sure. the Patreon shows. You yeah. tell me what show you want to do, man. Me and you will go over together and we'll have a blast. Yeah, I, I definitely want to because I, I love the synergy between all the brands and I'm proud of Renee. I oh, think yeah. he's doing a good job. Uh, you know, getting everything launched. His producer's good. Gets a lot of donations. Yeah. Gets a lot of donations over there, too. Yeah, he does a good I, job. I, I think Paul London and, and him have a great uh, rapport back and forth. I love listening to it and I like making them laugh. We've had some fun on watch alongs, but King B, I'm. I'll be honest with you, and it's not because, you know, I don't love and respect you, buddy. It's that I'm going crazy right now with business. You know, I was working 90 hours a week. I'm working almost 105 hours a week now, bro. Like, And, uh, and in comparison, I, I work about five hours a week. Yeah, but I didn't <laughs> stooge it off to you, but uh, I, I got approved for one of the, the New York State cannabis licenses for a dispensary, hey, one of the first ones. So I would think there'd be a couple of dollars to be made in that. Yeah. So that is a not, big not part anything of my I focus. partake in, but hey, I've never turned down a good business opportunity. Right. So right now it's like I have five different mountains to climb, you know, or like climbing Mount Everest and we're just getting our backpacks. How I'm not close, even are, how close are you to getting that license? Well, I I've been pre-approved. I'm one of the first. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. So like, that's why we're trying to get first to market. And there's all these things where we got to get a lease on a space and then there's true parties of interest and there's all this stuff. But what it's great is uh, it's with. Now you're partners. not in New York city, right? You're, no, you're in the suburb. I'm upstate. I'm upstate. Up, up, you're upstate. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking. So it, leasing should be a little easier there. than A lot easier, a lot easier, yeah. but uh, and more cost effective, which it definitely goes to our, our strength. But we thought we had a place and then they tried to push us into something else. And, and we're, mm-hmm. now we're kind of back. The old, to, bait, the old bait and switch. Yeah, huh? It was yeah. exactly that. So Monday, we're looking at another spot and uh it's exciting times and 
it's just like I said, there's a, a possibility to do farmers markets, maybe the fair and like all this stuff that uh, before we even get it, that that could be huge. So you might have to retire from the wrestling business. Uh, we, we know where the a, money is. There's a we high possibility. There's a high possibility and probability that that day is coming quick. Give me uh, the story of the three belts hanging behind you there. What's the story? Yeah, there? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, you know, Rip Rogers would say belts are for guys who can't get over with character. And I, would, <laughs> I don't have any belts. <laughs> and I agreed with that for a lot of years, King. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I. Um, let me uh, guess. Rip, so Rip this, doesn't. Ha- Rip, let me guess. Rip doesn't have any either. <laughs> <laughs> so this Rip is the Crossfire Davis. Heavyweight Title from Canada. Okay. Uh, to, go, to go back and uh, beat the shit out of Congo Kong, and then Tyler Turvo, who's just on Impact, and uh, spit in the face of Chris Laplante, and uh, you know, uh, Bobby. It's always Bass good to have a rhyming one. name, Congo Con, and what was the yeah. other? Bobby Bass, Tyler Turvo, a lot of alliteration. Oh, yeah. I mean, hell, if you're going to do it, yeah. do it right. And, of course, Chris LaPlante. I should have been around. Kenny King, but a football player took that <laughs> name before I got around to it. So I, I won that title up there, uh, that my first heavyweight title. Then the next weekend, uh, I came back for Immortal uh, and was in a 45 minutes uh, in the battle in the Royal Rumble. How old uh, are you to- now? Uh, yeah, I'll be 46 next month. Ooh, King, two, 40, two yeah. months. Two so you, months. so you, so basically, you want a minute per year. Yeah, I. I'd have to do a 63 ring. minute time limit to be able to do that. <laughs> That's the longest I've ever been in the ring, and I felt wow. it for two weeks after when I hit uh, Mike Skyros that moron in the face with a fire. His face just caught on fire, King. I don't know what happened to his. I face, don't know. But, God, uh, we're gonna have to yeah. watch an investigation as yeah, to what yeah. may have happened. Uh, his face caught fire, but he fell off the apron. An act, and, an act uh, of God. Yeah, it could be an act, act of Allah. It yeah. was God's will. It was God's yeah, will. Yeah, it Muhammad willed it. And so I became the new immortal heavyweight champion. And then this is uh, with Blaze Haram, the sons of Allah, were also the tag team champions in immortal. So no. uh, a lot of title defenses against top opponents. And uh, Damn. at 45 years old, going. King, I'm, I'm you, trying you're to You're going to have best. as many belts as you have wives if you don't slow yeah. up here. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. You'll so never have as many belts as you have kids, though. You're not going to get that. No, no. It was quite an Arab spring for uh, the Hameen <laughs> Media Group. <laughs> I have no doubt. I have no doubt. But how are you doing? You're doing well, King? I'm doing glad well. Can't buddy. complain. Uh, God, uh, as, as you check out the headlines and look at all the uh, people in the pro wrestling business that are dropping dead, and Danny Davis once told me that I would never see the age of 39 well he's right i saw 39 40 and on up to 63 and and i did get some disturbing news i asked my that app i've got one of those apps and if you say her name she tells you shit that you might or may not want to know and so i asked her the other day i said what is the average age of the average american what what, well now what is the average lifespan of the average american now i remember in 1966 67 when i was in the first grade the average age of a man was 68. The average man of a woman was 72. That was 1966. Uh, I want you to know what my app told me yesterday. What do you think the, the average age, the average life expectancy of a man is right now, of an American man? Uh, not 70. you, not you, but an American. Yeah, yeah, 74. I would have thought it would have bumped up. I, uh, it said 69. Oh, did it? Well, I mean, well, if you got to go out, if you got to go years out. Of 19, you know. But then again, are we eating any healthier now than we did then? Some of right. us are. <laughs> yeah, I guess, oh, man. But, for me, dude, uh, Iron Sheik, not, go ahead. 
Uh, we'll get into Iron Sheik in just a second. I'm sure very, very close personal friend of yours, probably a relative. Mm, yes. And um, no, I had not weighed myself in about four months, mainly because during COVID, eating a lot of carbs, eating cheese. Yeah. Somebody's working outside the window. I apologize. And um, I uh, had not weighed in quite some time. And mainly because I don't like bad news. <laughs> so no news is good news. Right. So I hadn't weighed in a while. So after about three or four months, probably four months, the scales was shoved under a, a stand in the kitchen where the microwave is. Pulled the scale out today again. I said, please be down. Please be down. Please be down. And because I've got on her and it'd be up 10, 20 or 30. Sure. And uh, was down 33 pounds uh, boy. over the last three or four months. And not even trying that hard. Fuck, I eat macaroni salad quite a bit. But uh, the, the secret that I've been doing now is just eating a lot fucking less. Well, I had weight loss surgery, so I can't eat a whole hell of a lot anyway. Yeah, yeah. But trying to make sure I eat more protein, far less bread. But man, I'm addicted to a macaroni salad that Walmart and Kroger has. And yeah, you had some good ones in the deli cheese. there. For yeah, sure. it, I get it out of the deli. It's not macaroni and cheese, but it's a macaroni salad. So I figure that's got to be a little bit. And I just eat, you know, if, if I get a craving for some, I get three or four bites out of it, put it back in the fridge. Sure. And, and it'll last me two weeks. So yeah, I'm eating it, but I'm not sitting down eating a whole fucking tub. Like back well, in the old I'm, days. I'm glad you're down. I'm glad you're down. You can see it in your face, and I can hear it even in your voice. I, I'm down too. I, I mean, and my biggest well, coming. Well, the out, high water mark was yeah. five eighty nine, and right yeah. now we're about three twenty three twenty three. Is what that's it's good, King. That's good, man. I'm Beats glad the hell out of five eighty nine, don't? Well, it takes so much pressure off your joints and your organs having to work extra hard, man. You know, that's that's the big thing. Like uh, that that'll help you get past uh, sixty nine. I mean, Iron Sheik put a lot of extra substances in his body and uh he made it to 81 so 80, i don't uh, i don't think so 80, he was 81 right 81 or 82 there that's kind yeah. of speculative but uh, i don't think uh a couple of bites of macaroni uh from uh salad from kroger versus yeah. uh smoking crank is gonna <laughs> <laughs> well i don't smoke i don't drink i don't yeah. do drugs i've never i've never touched a marijuana cigarette before in my life but well i, I mean one of these people that it's about just, time you start living king maybe, it's about time, what, yeah i mean i mean now that i made six Three, you thought that six. macaroni salad tasted good before wait till you smoke this <laughs> I, only, I only got six years left according to the average you should go out on fire right yeah yeah well <laughs> hey man uh i'm glad you're here today with us and uh bright eyed as happy well. to be you, here happy you to got be here. the the 1974 elvis specs on i love the i love that look he's he's a hunk of hunk of burning love hunk of hunk of burn. well as a matter of fact <laughs> you know he wrote that song about me did you know because my original name was kenny risen when i used to yes. manage salvatore mm -hmm. sincere he knew my real name was Ryzen, but I started going by Bolin because I didn't want the Ryzens to get credit if I did anything good. Yeah. And I had no idea what I was going to do in the business at that time. But the first WWE star I managed was Salvatore Sincere. Do you know what he nicknamed me? Bad Moon Ryzen, even though oh, I was going by I, Bolin. I did know that. I did know. I, I do remember this. And Chris says, man, how over he says, however you think you got is Kenny Bolin. Can you imagine if you had yeah. had the Bad Moon Rising gimmick and coming yeah. out for the song <laughs> Bad Moon Rising? Yeah, that'd that. be good, man. Well, you make anything work, King B. That's just how it is. Well, you do, you do, you do what you can when you can. But no, the yeah. Iron. Now, did you? Now, I used to feud with the Iron Sheik on Who's Slamming mm -hmm. Who back when I first started doing podcasts in 07, uh, 2007. I started to say 07. Yeah. What no? Iron Sheik might have been around in 07, but yeah, I yeah. wasn't. <laughs> And uh, we, we used to feud and, but I was working everybody because the show was called who's slamming who, and nobody was slamming anybody. 
Everybody yeah. was kissing each other's ass. Everybody was doing 10 minute well, audio podcast. And they, they can, telling they, everybody they how can be in podcast was. So when me and Chris, I came in first and then Chris decided to join me, we went from PG to R rated. Yeah. And, and we just started slamming everybody. We was giving John Cena senior shit. We was giving uh, <laughs> Lanny Popo shit for not standing up to Randy. Uh, that was kind of a shoot. And, well, nobody, uh, nobody gave uh, Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik gave nobody more shit than Hulk Hogan. No, uh, nobody. And and Hogan uh, actually posted the following statement here, King, on Facebook. I got it. I got to hear it because I was wondering if he'd said anything. Yet. Yeah, he said today we honor the legacy of a wrestling icon. Rest in peace, Iron Sheik. Yeah. The uh, wrestling world has lost a true legend, and Sheik's contribution to our industry will never be forgotten. I'll always cherish the battles we had in the ring. Our matches were intense, and our rivalry was legendary. We shared a bond that only fellow wrestlers can understand. Iron Sheik's unique charisma, undeniable talent, and unforgettable personality made him an unforgettable figure in the hearts of the wrestling fans worldwide. His legacy will continue to inspire generations of wrestlers to come. Rest in peace, Iron Sheik. You'll always be remembered as a true warrior of the ring. And in a picture of him getting camel clutched by the Sheik. Uh, oh, man. Well. He, so, even even having to put him over in the finish. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously, every every and, great and baby talk face. More shit, who talked more shit on Hulk Hogan than the Sheik? Yeah, nobody. Well, here's I'll, I'll give you some inside info on that. And it's to, <laughs> not to pull the curtain back, but uh, some people know. And I think these guys deserve their shine. But when they had the Iron Sheik documentary, you saw – these uh, twin brothers, uh, Paige and Jen uh, Megan, uh, the Megan brothers in Toronto. Now they're party promoters. They they work with Impact. They worked with a, they're they're huge wrestling fans. They do a lot mm -hmm. of like big bar mitzvah events You're and right. stuff. And um, they're wrestling marks, and they're both highly unathletic. But the one likes to get in the ring, and his brother he fucks with his twin brother, and then the brother books him into these weird scenarios, right? So, um. But those guys met the Iron Sheik in the early 80s when they were little kids, and he kind of adopted them as nephews, and they always wow. had their relationship. Cool. Yeah. So they've actually been running his Twitter for a lot of years. I had a feeling because yeah. a lot of people think that John Cena puts out all those inspirational tweets. Yeah, You and I know – well, I know I know Cena pretty good. Uh, uh, was he gone by the time you got to us in OVW? Uh, he only had come back. He wanted to work that 4th of July show oh, and, yeah. he, and he wanted to work us, but we were already booked with Pat Buck and Conway in the, in the big 4th of July. Well, who match. are you going to work Pat Buck and well, Conway or John Cena? You know, had, well, we had a, we had a program, dude. Conway yeah, you got probably already done a six week program, but, I guess. But Cena went and asked Danny to work us. And Danny's like, Nope, fuck that. You can't. And Cena just looked at me. He's like, I, I like, I'm like, I didn't go tell you to do anything. You just saw us and gimmick. Like, and then yeah. they came, they came out with the Marines and all the Humvee and shit. And I remember that. Me, yes. Pointed yes. at us. Yeah. yeah people I forgot about it. that till you mentioned that. Yeah. That was a big and house. Like 30, 3,500 people. That's probably the biggest house I've worked. You know? uh, now was that the rainy day or the non rainy day? Cause he came back again when it rained so hard, the right, no. totally sold out of, wrap around the goddamn park people trying to get in pouring down fucking rain yeah, all yeah. day and then to get him and lawler out of there we had to do the match we went we opened yeah we were scheduled for main event no the, it, it was the too. other one that was fourth of july it was like 90 was well sunny. anytime cena was back representing wwe it was big you know that, that was just mm. gonna be the case but i do remember the humvee and the soldiers and everything i do remember that 
But I couldn't disrespect Conway, man. He fucking put well, so course. much time into us. You know what I mean? Yeah, you like, can't blow off a six. No, how and 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 our match was mad over too because of the long the the long uh, you know build that we had six months to get to that. Yeah, and then and well, then, I said six uh, weeks. I forgot it went on that long. It yeah. was it was like, long, and uh, and and to have Cena there to draw that house made it that fucking awesome. That didn't hurt awesome the cause, and he did it. No, that was great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, who, those guys handle his Twitter. I'll tell you, King. I, I worked. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> I, I worked. Well, right uh, now, but last week I was in rough shape. You know, <laughs> I've only worked one uh, backyard show in my life, and it really? was for the Megan Brothers. Yeah. Uh, and tickets were four hundred dollars each to the backyard, King. Uh, and, and then I also worked <laughs> yeah. another another that, show what for was, them. What was the house on that one? Yeah. Uh, it was every um orthodox jew uh, in from their synagogue that doesn't have tv king they had the announcer of the toronto raptors there oh my god colt cabana was there me chris masters um jake the snake with us at ovw jake the snake roberts they had a they had a full buffet of all kosher uh barbecue and like making kebabs i'm not not jewish but i feel pissed i didn't get invited to that one full open bar with wine and 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 any beer and booze he wanted did anybody work sober that day (laughs) it was hot that day so guys were staying hydrated but it was just in the backyard then they were going to have it another year and it got rain it was rain came so we had it inside this multi-million dollar synagogue complex and in the main event jen megan when he lost they brought in a camel he had to kiss the camel's ass like this oh like God. these fucking guys are out of their mind bro yes, like with how they, they do are it. and even <laughs> then like the tickets were 400 like they're just stacks of t-shirts for all the top level, you know, Jewish uh, people uh, in their synagogue, businessmen from all over Toronto, and they've never even seen because most of them that are are diehard don't have a TV, so they've never seen a stunner. They've never seen a rock bottom. Oh you my could, god! You, you could do every WrestleMania men event and get it over, bro. So it, it to work for those guys was a very cool. And on that show, he had Virgil, Jimmy Hart, Congo Kong. He had. Canada's tallest man guys seven foot fucking nine bro like That's it was big. it was crazy so and then that guy I, I even that, worked on a few guy ref the midget shows. match I even worked on a few that, that, sorry that guy that guy sure the, were not four hundred dollar tickets <laughs> no the, this was strictly for the high level tribe of Israel that lives damn, in uh, Toronto but those are the guys that really have kind of protected Iron Sheik's yeah, legacy. Okay. And they they do it without being like, look who I am. And they want to keep that mystique. So I feel like I'm kind of blowing it off, but people know. But a big respect to the Megan brothers, man. They've done a lot for wrestling in the Toronto area, bro. Cena's has never revealed themselves either. But I I know Cena, and I know he ain't putting out that shit. Right, 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 right. Cena is not known for putting out motivational motivational tweets all day long and well you know what rock rock does rock puts out a lot of like stuff like that that you know is him that he's just at the gym and he rolls tape on i think well you'll see his videos on instagram he's always posting yeah that's right yeah yeah, he probably is legit because he he definitely is not shy of the instagram camera he'll post any damn thing no um here's one stone cold does that a lot yeah yeah well now he's got the show to promote Here's one I got to uh, not 
just allegedly put myself over, but uh, because you're here and obviously uh, Jim Cornette is always a fun name to say when you're around. Uh, but uh, WWE as, drag. As a matter of fact, when he passes away before me, I will make sure that I am just as nice to Jimmy as Hulk Hogan was to the Iron Sheet. Hey, hey, that's I'm classy. that class of a guy. You know? That's classy. That's uh, WWE dragged for racist Oscar segment on SmackDown. Asuka, a highly respected member of the women's division on SmackDown. She's one of the most ruthless ring competitors, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but uh, I, I love Asuka myself, but continue. Me too. I, and I think her YouTube shows who she really is and that there's a ton of money on her that way. I need to see more of those because I've only yeah. seen a couple. I need to catch up on those. It's a lot of the ASMR where she's not even saying anything. She's just cooking and enjoying yeah, yeah. food. <laughs> but uh, Oscar really and I own exactly the same. Now, I've put covers on mine, but her and I, we got to talking on Twitter because her and I have exactly the same the same brand and same color furniture, only it's reverse color scheme. Where oh, mine is black you. and white, hers is white and black. White and black. That's cool. But yeah, but it's exactly the same furniture. <laughs> plus, I adore her. I really do. Yeah, her I think she's an favorite. awesome worker. And to see how demure she is on her YouTube, and then mm -hmm. how turned up her character is, it almost yeah. makes you respect it. That two much different worlds, more. isn't it? Two yeah, different worlds. Man. Yeah. Um, but on SmackDown, we saw EO Sky come out and they got into it back and forth. I Japanese. love their Japanese shit back and forth to where we yeah. have no baka baka baka. I know well, what baka means now. Yeah. Baka! <laughs> I got the other one. one my did. That was one of my favorite interviews ever. And then she looks at her and goes, bitch. They're going at it. So yes, whatever uh, they're saying, I believe it. <laughs> well, they whatever somebody did saying. translate the new one where you know uh EO Sky comes down and calls her a stupid piece of shit, and then she oh. calls her Baka, which means stupid. Yeah, but uh Jimmy had this to say. Uh, how this is not on somebody's radar is stereotypical or even downright racist to the Japanese people, the way that oh, she Jim, Jimmy's Asuka talking is. about racism, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, that, that's what popped me. There uh, you go. I don't, I don't know. Told to act or encouraged to act uh, or written for to act. What the fuck? It's like she's grunting and squealing and trying to shit when she's impacted and sounds like a bad 1960s Godzilla movie dubbed over. What the fuck is going on with this? They're screaming and sticking their tongues out at each other when EO Sky comes out and acting like they're about to throw up. Um, you know, not that he's missing it here of what they're doing. Well, I, he, he's seeing something that I'm not seeing. I'm I'm picking it up a different mm, way. Okay. Well, let me put this over to you then. So I do the All consult right. I do the consultants uh on uh patreon.com slash Hameen Media Group. Uh sorry, one second. Uh Group. Group. there it is. And uh, you know, I did uh the episode not long ago where the alleged notes that were written by the alleged consultants sent to the alleged USA network executive. Yes. Was alleged. a, was a direct warning of this type of racism, especially during the time of the climate of cancel culture of the speaking out movement where we had black lives matter, mm -hmm. you know, speaking out, uh, occupy Antifa, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And that we're, we're still doing these bugs, bunny, 
Charlie Chan, oh, Tojo, yeah. Tojo. We don't you know, run, we, we don't play those much anymore, do we? But that's what Vince grew up on, and that's what he sees. He yeah. And when you hear it was a Pearl Harbor job, like from Monsoon, <laughs> right? That's that's how Vince well, still that, sees and, that. And that's what the storylines of wrestling were when I was a kid. Sure. Those horrible fucking Germans and those horrible fucking Japanese. Right. And some and, 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 and all the heels were Japanese and German back then. And who are the top heels now, really, is Imperium. Jap- Japanese, Japanese uh, and Australians. No, I, I, <laughs> I think it's Imperium, which are is implied Russian and Nazis, well, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, I'll go along with that. I'll go along yeah, with that. like those are your top heels. And now we're just using our Asian wrestlers as like, uh, you know, a, a rib well, I, I'm going of, of my stereotypes. I, I love the Japanese wrestlers. So I perceive them. And, and now I... I I think I like Oscar better as a babyface. You know, I normally prefer the heels, but I think I like uh, and she's coming across as a babyface to me now. I, I agree. She's too want, entertaining. They don't want her to be a heel. She's too entertaining. The makeup, the flash, the the, the mood stuff. Yeah. yeah. The, and the, the, I think Bianca Belair. I did not know she was a heel in NXT, but I've been thinking it's been time to turn her. I think she would be mm-hmm. an amazing heel. My son is not on her. He said he would fire her. That if he was there, I disagree. I think oh, she wow. is an excellent talent. I think, I think, I, I think she's a great baby funny. face, man. But they've missed out. Like they've got her being a ghetto. And this is what I, I, I this is what we warned these guys. Like you've uh-huh. got Bianca Belair. What does she do? Wear big door knocker earrings, have a huge hair extension, comes yeah. out and slaps her ass and skips around like she's doing double Dutch. That's yeah. some 1980s jump in the water plug for old time's sake stereotypical bullshit right yeah what should she be going on a long time yeah but you you look at her and she should be serena venus williams flojo empowering you because she does empower young women but then do you really want them to come out skipping and slapping their ass like yeah let let's show strong uh african-american women not that not reduce them to hair extensions and booty you Do know me a favor ben uh for the first time in, in three or four months when i saw i was down 30 pounds i'm supposed to take bumax every day yeah and since i've lost a lot of weight i don't and it, it removes fluid from your body and i haven't took any in a long time today i took it because i wouldn't plan on going anywhere and i wouldn't plan yeah. on doing any podcasts and i got your invite after i took my medication can you give me just a few minutes to go to the bathroom sure and, yeah, I and i will be out. and i'll be right back and uh and i might have to get up one more time before the show's done because it's kind of kicking in now it's all right you do you king i can carry it right, i'll be no back worries. in a couple minutes all right there you go uh, quick piss break for the for the king we can keep on pressing on here you guys but that's interesting to me uh of that you know that cornet says oh better warn somebody somebody was warned <laughs> directly and it's a very dangerous game to play now you guys know me i pop for that looney tune shit i pop for it more because it's in such bad taste and they keep doing it and it's more about the tone deafness of it than it is actually laughing at anybody's uh stereotype of their race but uh, I kind of specialize in that kind of delivery as well. So um, jokes on me too, at the end of the day. Uh, but uh, hey, mazel tov to former uh, WWE star, Billy Kay. She announces pregnancy. That's going to be iconic. I'm sure. Uh, while Cassie Lee, formerly known as Peyton Royce will soon step back inside the square circle after giving birth, her iconic tag team partner, Jesse McKay, formerly known as Billy Kay, 
will remain on the sidelines for now. In a reel posted to her Instagram, McKay revealed that she's now expecting a child of her own. Uh, McKay's displayed a photo of the sonogram confirming her pregnancy and noted that she's due to give birth to her first child this December. She says, I'm waiting for your love. She captioned in the video. Outside of a few convention appearances, McKay has spent much of the last year away from the wrestling world just a week after losing the Impact uh, Tag Champs. Oh, she decided to step back. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> I think there's money here. Uh, I think there's money here on uh, something that we don't do enough on and that I think Billy Kay could absolutely pull off with uh, ease. And that is who is the baby's father. Uh, and I don't think we do enough of these angles. We could do it with Ty Conti right now too. We, we laid this out, uh, Hartnett and I. But uh, Billy Kay from the Iconics ex- announcing she's going to be expecting in December. I personally, I love the Iconics together. As, as individuals, yeah. I didn't give a shit. But as a team, I fucking love them. Yeah, and they I've had great, people, great timing, great comedic timing. Oh, God, the best, the best. And uh, what, what made them fade the Iconics away? They just let them both go. They they thought there was a run, and they let go of the one that was Spears' girl, I think, first. And they okay. kept Billy. They sept, so they, they split them. Well, you said Which Spears' was, girl's first. Whose girl is she now? No, no, no. Like, that she got let go first, his wife. Uh, oh, you know, okay. oh, they're uh, married. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. So the, they just split the tag team and put them on separate brands, and then they let uh, Cassidy go. Stupid moves. Stupid and then Billy Kay got started to get herself over, yeah. and they couldn't just fire her right there, so they waited, let it play out, and then released her, you know? But uh, – some backstage shit or what do you think i i, I can't I, I can't understand why you'd break that team up is a heat from spears going to aew i don't know the timeline you know like you know i haven't seen a lot of him on aew lately what happened there he just came back uh and oh, i know he that uh he was i think he was and then he was doing stuff in the crowd where he was holding up like scorecards on people's matches oh which is funny yeah yeah <laughs> No, I, uh, I remember when I first started watching AEW, he was all over the place. Yeah. And and I had not, of course, a fellow OBW boy. Uh, yeah, him, and Cody, him and Cody were very close, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that was the bad. I think that was one of the best feuds I've ever seen in wrestling was Cody and Spears written mm-hmm. the way Al wrote it. It was great from Good. friendship uh, turned uh, against each other. It was excellent. Back to Bel Air for a second. I was yeah. told I did not see her NXT work, but I was told she was an excellent heel. Did you see any of that? And what's your opinion? Uh, I didn't see much of it to like really follow it, follow it, but uh, I'm sure that Big Ray and the vet have something to say about it on our shows. Uh, I We were watching some of it at the time. I can't remember who was covering NXT before that. My mind's blank. But, uh, you know, the, here's another thing we're missing out on is the power couple angle with her and Montez Ford because he needs to really me, turn. He, he needs to not turn on Dawkins, but – He's, he's as, a, as, a as Chris says, there, there, there's Montez and the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but I think Dawkins knew that, and he worked his ass off to get a lot better and get in shape too. Yeah. Like yeah. so, like you got to give him a for effort on that. He doesn't suck by any means. I, it's I'll just tell you that what I don't know that if you Ford's know that good. He's you, he outshines everybody. I don't know if you know this. I don't know how much. Do you follow baseball at all? A little bit, not a lot. A little bit. Well, I'm a diehard Cincinnati Reds fan, and we've actually yeah. been playing some decent ball this, this year. Uh, we played in front of 10 consecutive sellout crowds on the road and at home. Just kind of worked out that way. Three sellouts in Boston. Uh, the Yankees came to town, three sellouts, and then we went to mm-hmm. Chicago for three sellouts, and then one sellout 
against Milwaukee because I think it was some country singer performing there that night and fireworks. Because <laughs> I was wondering, why the fuck are we selling out for Milwaukee? Hey, we'll take and, it where we can get it, man. Fuck it. Yeah, man. take it where you can get it. So 10 consecutive sellouts to get to work in front of. But but um, Montez and his part, what, what's the partner's name, Montez and Dawkins? Dawkins. Ford, Dawkins and Ford, well, yeah. Well, the Reds debuted their City Connect uniforms, their solid black uniforms with a cool-looking C logo with five stripes in it for the five world championships, and they were at the game. So the uh, the Peacock announcers, because this was an 11, 11.30 a.m. baseball game. I don't want to do shit at 11.30 a.m., more or less do a baseball right. game. Uh, but Peacock announcers there, they, they go sit down out in the seats and interview them for like a half an inning, uh, top of the third or whatever it was. And they were very good on that interview. Uh, really, uh, I think, put the WWE in a good light, advertised and represented the company well. And then when the announcer said, now, what if me and my, my broadcast partner here took, oh, no, no, we only take on people we know we can beat. We never try you guys. So they put the announcers over, tried to make them look like tough guy. Of course, the, yeah, the yeah. announcers knew what was going on and, and played along. You know, oh, you don't want none of us. We're big, tough announcer guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did a great job. And I had not seen much of them outside of uh, the, the ring. And uh, they really represented the company well. Apparently, they're both uh, big Cincinnati Reds fans. And uh, have you had much interaction with either one of these guys? I, I haven't met either of them or Bianca, to be honest with you. But to, to watch them, uh, to, to just know that you can feel the aura about them. Oh, yeah. That, that their timing is impeccable, that they are committed to the bit, that they're not afraid to yeah. uh, really go in. And you, you, I'd rather have a performer that I have to dial back their performance from an 11 to a nine, you know what yeah. I mean? Instead mm -hmm. of trying to pull it out of them <laughs> to get them the other way. Do so you, uh, you obviously remember uh, Booker T and Stevie Ray, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, well, we, well, we Kirk, help Kirk, out Stevie Ray where we can Kirk, for sure. Kirk, Kirk says this is the new version of Booker T and Stevie Ray. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's that. That's a bad comparison. Yeah, absolutely. That's far off. Yeah. And I think it'd be great to have, uh, uh, get a good a heel tag team to go against them and yeah. have and bring back Booker T and Stevie Ray and have an eight man with those legends and another I, tag I, I team. I guarantee you they can both go from what I've seen. Oh, dude, Stevie Ray's in phenomenal shape and so's Booker, bro. So yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. All they got to do is feed in to do two things. You know what I mean? Spinning back kick. Everyone gets down, looks at their hand, does a spin a Rooney and. I, I, was, uh, I was doing Renee's show last night and we were talking about, uh, I, I was explaining, in my opinion, AEW doesn't have anybody on the roster that WWE gave a shit to keep. Most everybody they got are, are hand-me-downs and leftovers. I will, I will take that back against Jericho. I think Jericho would probably be welcome to go back anytime he wants. I think he'd be an absolute fool and an idiot if he didn't take MJF. I think pr promo wise, uh, promo wise, he, he's as good as they get. My only criticism is that he stays hot too much. I would tell, I would save yeah. the hot. I would save the hot for when it's needed. Don't cuss quite as much. Save it for. They're going to give you the freedom to do that. Don't. He wear needs to go much. half. He needs to go half short and twice strong. There he, you go. He, he, you know, we agree on that. Far. Uh, I, I think they left big money on the table with Alistair Black. I think they left big money on the table with Miro. I uh, now, who left big money on the table? WWE, WWE did, and AEW I, I, has as well. No one's gotten Miro or Aleister Black over nearly to the level that those guys should Mir be top Miro, guys. Miro, I will go along with you on. I, Chris and I, neither one are at all on the Aleister Black bandwagon, and uh, I'm – what, 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 what do you say that it. I'm not – 
the guy's a, a legit Muay Thai artist, so he can do like make things look shoot if need be. Okay. He is well, he, he is dark and macabre, so that would have Chris is in all that shit, so I'm shocked that he doesn't recognize that. I, I don't know shit from Apple. Would have been a great supporting player in the Bray Wyatt story stuff. Like now that I would go along with. If, if we have mythic characters, but I think they've ruined Bray Wyatt as well. I, I think so too. Because it needed to be the family. The family right. is what was over. Well, that what it what that could have been was all pre-produced because he, it, everything he should do should look like a Friday the Thirteenth movie where you could suck in a Steve Austin and you show the Funhouse of Mirrors and it's Stone Cold from uh, Stunning Steve days, Stone Cold from ECW days, Ringmaster yeah. days, and then you show Bray dressed with the knee braces and he does the impersonation. Then you mm-hmm. could have done it with Foley. You could do it with every guy just to do yeah. career retrospectives, right? Right. So they missed on the game of that. But Alistair Black, to me, if we've got Undertaker, okay, here's Kane. You know, once we have a world where we can insert and we have Mick Foley as, uh, you know, as I think mankind. my problem is, is we have too much fucking evil that's just like the other evil. That, that That's my problem with it. I just think there's too much of it. I think I got one, I got no problem with one evil faction, but now everybody wants to be an evil faction. I, I don't disagree. I, it's oversaturated. I just think that there was money on those guys and they put big investment in it, especially uh-huh. with the Alistair black cartoon stuff that was uh-huh. very satanic. And now they're even doing their way into Satanism King. They've got Oscar doing this. They've got a Roman yeah. range, Roman reigns, Baphomet shirt doing this. They've okay. got all kinds of stuff when it comes to that dude. So to get I didn't, rid of, I didn't realize they were doing that with Roman. Oh I didn't yes, know. oh yes, and to get rid of the guy who's an actual <laughs> Alistair Crowley shoot level Satanist, but his wife's still on the payroll. It's a very weird now, thing. Now who's his wife? Because I think Zel- Zelina Vega. Oh, I I hate that motherfucker for that. Oh my god, <laughs> what, what a little goddess! Yeah, I, I so. remember. I remember when she had her first controversy in the in the uh, WWE over her TikTok or whatever the hell she was making money off from, yeah. and they had a problem with it, and and she got let go. I wrote her. I never met her. Didn't know her, but I felt I felt she got shit on. So I wrote her and I said, "I don't know if you know me from Apple Butter, but I'm going to tell you." I said, "I like what I know about you." I said, "I like your presence." I said, "There are bigger things coming for you. That this is not going to be the end." And then I feel things have certainly got bigger and better. And she wrote me back and was very kind, even though I'm sure she didn't know who the hell I was. And uh, and we've remained. Uh, uh, you know, we contact either from time to time me and oscar do the same thing and uh but i I respect the hell out of both of them and and even though she's a little bitty thing man i'd put her on my roster anytime not people said they missed people said they missed big yeah they said they they said they missed big by not putting the title on her in puerto rico uh absolutely uh call call a fucking audible yeah, and because the, the next night on Raw, two nights later, you could take it right exactly, off. Exactly, exactly. Now, uh, a couple of people disagreed with me. Uh, maybe even Dutch oh. disagreed with me on that, but because uh, we we, uh, we did a show shortly after the Puerto Rican pay per view, and no, there was two audibles needed to be called. Uh, that was one of them, and there was another one that night that I felt an audible needed to be called, and uh, one of the men's matches. I'm forgetting which one can uh, can you think of what i might be trying to remember i just know that bad but bunny was way way over in that um, oh yes of course um and i could not get over how over savio vega was and dutch took all yeah. the credit for getting him 
him over. We, we were talking what, about him on the phone that night. Was it Carlito should have gone over? Um, well, Car- Carlito was a great presence, but it wasn't. It, it was somebody I think I wanted a title change, and I wanted it to happen in Puerto Rico. Mm. And uh, sure. definitely Zerlina, uh, call an audible. I mean, goddamn, the girls in there crying in the fucking ring during her introduction. The yeah. family's there. They've never seen her there before. Uh, I, I don't even remember when and if uh, WWE had been in Puerto Rico in recent times. It'd been quite a while. Well, it'd, been a, it'd been a long time. It'd been yeah, a long time. And, uh, and like you said, take it back on fucking Raw if it's a big deal. Well then, it, then it would get it would put more heat on on Rhea right away to squash her and just keep beating the shit out yes. of her and take it off her. Absolutely, of course, yeah. You could drug uh, it out a few weeks if necessary. Or I'm going to uh, back it up real quick just for my next segue here because we were talking Booker T and, uh, and yeah. uh, shout out to the Prince. But uh, big uh, big heat this week, King B. Uh, heated words continue to be exchanged online between Booker T and Ryback. As previously noted, uh, Hall of Famer Booker T was called out by former WWE star Ryback for running his mouth and making quote-unquote clueless comments. When Uh it appears that Booker T and Ryback are probably going uh, to talk things out on Booker T's podcast, Ryback tweeted that, quote, it needs to be live and not recorded to play later. Booker T then wrote the following message via Twitter. The invitation is rescinded for Ryback. Making demands for you to come on my show says a whole lot. You don't really want to have a conversation. Here's Ryback's response. Looks right. like that. Looks like that. Vince McMahon and Triple H have spoken. Smart move. You're going to look foolish. You can come on my show anytime, live and face to face anytime. And any demands you have will be met with. Uh, will be met to have a conversation. You I'm know what? I'm not scared like you are because I have the facts. You know what? Not that I am taking Ryback's side because, in all honesty, most of his beefs I do not. Yeah. Um, in this case, I, I know that uh, there's been people getting the chat room. We still have a segment saved where you come on and where, where they're trying to cancel us and you think you're going to shut us down. No, we control our own shows. We are our own entity, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was somebody talking shit in my show last night. And that's why I tell you what, motherfucker. I said, you're mighty brave behind a fake name, a fake picture. I think it was going by Green Lord. And I said, you're awful brave behind a fake name and a fake picture. And we're giving you your say. You bought the $2.99 membership. I said, why don't I give you an invitation to come in here and you and I will debate this topic face to face. We'll find out who you are, put your face behind the shit you're saying instead of just making up shit, trying to get attention in here. And and he he says, I'll pass. I said, you'll pass because you're a chicken shit. I said, if you were a man and actually Hmm. believe the shit you were saying, come on in here, motherfucker, and take (laughs) me on live. And and I didn't want want anything recorded. I can, I can be, I, I didn't want, uh, I, and I didn't want anything pre-recorded. I, I, so I agree with him on that. If you're going to have a discussion, have it live. Now you might have to do a home and home. I didn't know that Ryback had a podcast. I did not know that. Oh yeah. He's got his own platform. He's very digitally savvy. And then really? now that he won his trademark they don't want it. And like, with the, how did he win his how did he win his trademark? I thought oh, WWE he, he was going one those. Oh, he was yeah, he's one of the few few to beat him. Wow, he did. Okay. And now and then that's why Booker T was like, this guy doesn't burn bridges; he destroys them, and does you never come back. And like for Booker T to go, oh, you made that demand rescinded. I think Ryback's in the right ballpark of 
somebody stooge to the uppers and go, no, he's not coming on your show. Don't say that. And then come uh-huh. up with some excuse. And then oh, he, oh, call, Coach, he calls oh, Booker, him on the Booker, move. Yeah. Booker does not have total control of his show. Well, he does until <laughs> somebody says, says you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so See, we don't and, have that. We, we, we no. have, we have final shots called on our show. Right. And I, and, and, and Ryback calling that move out, it pops me. It's funny. And so, sure, so you Ryback kind of agree with me then that, yeah. that maybe Ryback, uh, it, because like I said, uh, I've heard a lot of his beefs uh, and I, and I'll say he might not do things the most tactical way, but yeah. at the same time, he, he has a truth that he believes in. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I, I that, got no problem with anybody that believes their shit. Well, the thing is he's outspoken now, you're about it and doing another, or you're flip-flopping right. week to week. Fuck these people. Fuck well, here's the people. thing. Here's the thing why they make him look a certain way with that, that he really isn't like that nutty or whatever is like they silent heat everything it is. So when he's telling people stuff and they don't respond at all, mm-hmm. and then he has to wait for them to make some move where he's like, see, look what they're doing. And mm-hmm. then they don't respond and silent heat him. He just looks like he's left in the wind crazy. Yeah. Now, yeah. He, now he's won. He can say whatever he wants to say because it's been proven that he has. And then moves like this when somebody tips their hand after he's been the hot topic of conversation, but they don't want to talk. Like it'll never come out like that. What, what, what did he go by in OVW? He was Ryan Reeves and then or he was Silverback when he came from Silverback. DSW. Silverback. And then he was Ryan Reeves and then he just took his real name Ryan and Silverback and became Ryback. Ryback, okay. Remember uh, we got take, remember, before that was when he was released and he was doing Ryback was actually a Terminator when we when we first yep. started doing he, it. Remember he was with, a Terminator. Yes. With Fang and shit. And Fang was yep. like the little dude, uh, John Connor dude. Chris, like, Chris loved Fang, by the way. He <laughs> wanted he wanted he wanted to work him into his faction. Because yeah. he, he said he had all kinds of Fang's, shit he could do with Fang that would have been dude, great. Fang's I a great worker. Baby bro. Fang. I, I claim that he was the somebody in the back gave birth to him and they had to wipe <laughs> the scent off from him to get him into the ring. They wouldn't to, a, they, they wouldn't a guy like <laughs> wouldn't a guy like Fang be perfect as like a little kick around gremlin for Alistair Black? Like I, guy, t- like I, tell, like you, that, I tell you what, if if Darby Allen can get over, Fang can get over. Yeah, absolutely. Um but you know, going back and forth with uh, the Booker T stuff, I think it is kind of exposed of like there's something bigger at play here, and they'll never play into it, you know. So, well, uh, in 2007 or 2008, there was a uh, one of the marks of OVW. His mother passed away, and he got like a hundred thousand dollar settlement or three hundred thousand or whatever it was. Yeah, and he would get limos and take me and Rico and Cena anywhere we wanted to go on these wrestling shows we weren't going to turn it down we were getting heat for it fuck them we showed up in the limo and you (laughs) showed up in the noble cadets shut up (laughs) and um and then he called me once uh, he uh, i put on facebook that i was selling my big screen tv because i was going to get a a different type of selling a 65 inch uh dlp if you remember those yeah yeah, uh, I, remember, I remember. I remember you had the whole TV wall. Cor- yeah. I think Cornette still has one that I sold years ago, and I think I sold him like a eighty-three inch DLP or something like that. And uh, so I put it up for sale. Uh, this this guy with the last name of Bowling, Sean Bowling, uh, calls me up. He says, "Kenny he says, is your TV still for sale?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "How much are you asking for it?" I said, three grand." He says, "I'd like to buy it." I said, "Okay." When are you coming to pick it up? Well, I'm not. And I said, "Well." explain he says i'd like to donate it to ovw because they need a big screen in the arena 
So I would like to buy it, but could you get maybe some of the rustlers to come by and pick it up and and, mm. and take it to? I said, yeah, I'm sure somebody will come by and get it. I said, Danny Davis ain't going to turn down a fucking $3,000 television. No. He says, well, he's I'll drop the money off to you later today, and and I would like to donate it to OVW. And, and he, he was very generous with his money, almost stupid with his money, but generous. And uh, so I contact Danny and let him know, hey, one of the fans is buying my TV to put in the arena for you. I said, who can you send over to get it? He says, I got two guys heading over right now that, that just volunteered because they heard the phone call. Do you know who Do you know who came? Uh, at that time, I'm probably going to go Rico and Damager. Uh, no, this was, I think this was 07. Oh, okay. Oh, this was, this was over. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. It was 07. It was Cody Rhodes and Ryback. There you go. Cody and Ryback. Uh, if, if memory serves me correctly, uh, I yeah. know it was Ryback and I think Cody was, I with feel him. like I remember this actually. Yeah. It, it, it's because it's somebody's so head got ran through that TV when it quit working. Yeah. That's what I was saying. I remember the TV <laughs> when it got fucked up. It was uh, up top. Do you, remember, and the who, do you remember who got their head ran through it? Cause I bet you Chris does. And I can't remember, mm -hmm. but somebody volunteered to go through that damn thing. I want to feel like it was in an uh, Damian Sandow or Aaron Stevens segment. It seems but, like it might have been Sandow because yeah, he was I, my roommate I, for a while. Yeah, yeah. it seems like it. Well, might have my been roommate is a roommate. I was trying rent. to think uh, maybe it was with Jacob Duncan threw him through it or something. You know what? That that sounds right, Jacob yeah, Duncan. Uh, like, because uh, I, man uh, I managed Duncan against Lawler at Six Flags. Yeah, I got that. That that I got to go way deep in the memory banks for that one, King. That and and cool. I managed. Uh, God, he actually appeared in a wrestlemania uh uh god who, who was the black wrestler we had uh, oh charles the hammer evans charles the hammer evans i mean it's evans he's against lawler and evans got to be in wrestlemania he's a big he's a big supporter of hmg man i talked to he him really? yeah dude, oh, he's man, a tell great him guy. hello i will for sure dude uh I'll always respect uh to charles hammer and him and ox ox and hammer were awesome awesome tag team bro to like they were the throwback to you know yeah. the new the new Legion of Doom Road Warriors style shit. I love that one, shit. One of the funniest nights ever I had in pro wrestling was in Cincinnati, and Al Snow was oh, booking then. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned on Hammer that night. I forgot why or, or what the deal was, but I turned on Hammer. Hammer, uh, unscripted, chases me into the crowd, and the the crowd, for whatever it's worth, is about. Would you say 70 to 80% black that night? Were you there? Yeah, in Cincinnati. Yeah, it was the in peanut Cincinnati. butter and jelly time fucking yes. spot. Yes, and the crowd is about 70 to 80% black, and a, and, a, and a black man hero is chasing a white fat buck through the yep. crowd. Boss hog-esque. Boss hog-looking motherfucker. So uh, Hammer's chasing me, and I don't know where he's going with it. And so I've ran as far as I can go. So I grab a little uh, teenage... Uh, a black child boy and, and, and his, all of his sisters are gathered around him. I grab him and, and Al is dying. When Al sees yeah. me grab the kid, he buries his face into the wall and you can see him laughing hysterically at what I've done. Yeah. I grab the kid in front of me. I don't know this kid. Yeah. Human <laughs> shield, human he's shield. Fucking, he's 12 or 13 years old. And I grab him and pull him in front of me. Do you know what's going on behind me? All of his sisters are beating the shit out yeah, of me. Yeah. <laughs> they're playing, and thank God none of them had any strength. But they're all beating the shit. You out had the whole squad the on kid, you to let the kid go. <laughs> but so, so fortunately, Hammer backs up because I turned the kid loose. Yeah, and the kid runs to Hammer. He's giving the whole fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> none of this was fucking scripted. I had no idea he was even going to chase me. 
And made for good television. Those were awesome shows, man. Because Al Al losing it, burying his face into the wall. Like, and he says, Kenny, he says, I know where you got that. I said, Dr. Smith lost his face. He said, exactly. (laughs) That's what Jonathan Harris would have done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how many times did he pull William in front of him? Yeah. yeah, No, no. Take him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So that was one of the funniest things I ever got to do in wrestling. And, and Hammer was involved. And, and Hammer just went off script. He decided to do yeah. his own shit. And, and they, the kid was there. And I was at a running room. I was at the back of the wall. So, <laughs> And Hammer also a legit uh, staff sergeant, uh, you know, in the, in yeah. the Army. Oh, he well. had a legit tough guy, too, if I yeah, had to Yeah, bro. Uh, but speaking of military, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, this is a strange one. Oh, we, boy, I've been hearing about this one. And, yeah, and, we, well, and, we, and his daughter has been on my show a couple of times. Yeah, she, well, she went in on Lacey Evans, and I think there's money on the Lacey Evans thing, but I guess nobody cleared it with Slaughter, and we've put out clips, so now we're in a weird spot where we put it over. But, you know, mm. Slaughter and his daughter have retweeted us, but uh, – have you know, been. it's here or there. I'm just looking at the creative of the Sarge stop. Sarge start follows of, me, and I'd love yeah. to have him on the show. His daughter was very pleasant. I got a feeling it's a very similar situation as somebody else running his Twitter, like we talked about earlier with Iron. Well, Sheep, it's a possibility. Though. It's a possibility. Know. But, but uh, Sarge, Sarge was an agent at OVW a couple of times. Were you there for that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Christopher's greatest thrill in his life is when he was backstage and the Sarge was there, and Sarge says, "Come here, young man," and he put the Cobra clutch on Chris. And he went to school the next day, I guess, 15, 16 years old, bragging to everybody that Sergeant Slaughter put the Cobra clutch on well, him. I'm a, I'm a huge G.I. Joe guy, too. But like uh, with living on the edge 2012 after I left OVW and went yeah, back to 2012 uh, is when I left. Uh huh. Yeah. So uh, I had gone back to Chicago for a year, but then I had gone back to uh, New York. And I that's when I first started with 2CW. They saw me in a line. Uh, getting something signed by Terry Funk for my buddy's wedding present. And, oh, I love, uh, I love Terry Funk. And yeah. and I, I I got his autograph for the first time in 1977. And I was, terri- I was terrified because I got the meeting backstage. And he had chased me around the Louisville Gardens trying to get Lawler's crown. Lawler hands me the crown. I'm sitting in my own little special seat at ringside. And he looks at me and he says, don't you let anything happen to this crown. And I knew then I was oh, even smart enough at 17, <laughs> you know, all right. Yeah, it's ready to start. And Funk looks outside the ring. He says, Hey, little boy, you <sighs> better give me that crown. <laughs> and I'm, looking, I'm shaking my head. No. And I'll be goddamn if he didn't jump out of the ring. But I, I was, I had Olympic speed back then, my man. I had yeah. Olympic speed and I had Jerry Lawler's crown and I've been told do not let anything. So Funk chased me three laps around the Louisville Gardens. If Lawler was not as good as he was, he would have been cackling in the fucking ring yeah. watching me try to get away. And Funk finally gave up around midway of lap four. Yeah, he blew himself up. Yeah, and then... Yeah. And Lawler just stood in the ring watched the whole goddamn thing and then I make it back to my seat and set where I was. And I'll be goddamn if he didn't come after me again, but it was like <laughs> half a lap the next time. Right, right. Uh, but after that, I got to meet him backstage. And I said, Mr. Funk, I said, I hope you don't mind. But it would be best that my friend Jim Cornette took these pictures and it would be an honor if you'd sign one of them. Aren't you the little boy that holds Lawler's crown? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
give me that picture. And he looks at it. All right, little boy, I'll do it this time. And he's like, and then I get to meet him in Johnson, Tennessee, fucking 40 years later. Yeah. And he actually, he said he remembered that night. He says, Oh my God, I can't believe you're here. I said, neither can I. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. They, they saw me in the line there for that. And, and that's what they who's offered. They, who saw you in the line? Uh, it was the management of two CW and yeah. they recognized me from OVW and, oh, yeah. um, Okay. And they said we got hacksaw and slaughter coming uh, in two months. Do you want to work them? So well, fuck, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I got uh, Cobra Clutch Ali and Omar oh, pulled, okay. pulled me cool. by my feet uh, to I safety. Never got the Cobra Clutch. Chris got yeah. it and I didn't. I, I'm well, I, I just escaped it. He didn't get it locked in. So. <laughs> uh, but slaughter now, did says, you, did this you work is... any? Did you work any shows with Sheik? I, I never have, and that was one of my bucket list things to try and get done. What I really wanted to do, Kim, I hate was, to do this to you, but that medication's yeah. about every 20 minutes with it kicks in. Can right. you give me about two to three minutes? Yeah, go ahead, King. No worries. Oh. Uh, hot button, though, here. Sergeant Slaughter thinks that Chris Benoit showed more respect to the business than Lacey Evans. Uh, Lacey Evans drew a lot of attention to herself when she jacked a bit of Sergeant Slaughter's legendary gimmick without his approval. This also gave Slaughter a new reason to appear on interviews as he spoke about how Evans disrespected him by copying his act. Ringside News founder and uh, late night tweeter Steve Carrier tweeted out to say, one of our readers sent word that Slaughter appeared on Busted Open just moments ago and said Lacey Evans is using the Cobra Clutch without his blessing. He says it's very disrespectful that he's using his gimmick without uh, his permission, uh, that she's using his gimmick without his permission. Uh, then Lock Betting, uh, never heard of him, uh, replied in scathing fashion in the comment on the situation. The account said, see, Chris Benoit knew how to respect the business when he was thinking about what he wanted to do. He called Jimmy Snuka first to make sure he was stealing his gimmick. Jimmy was fine with it. These punks these days don't respect those who paved the way. That's fucking funny. That that last line is hilarious. These punks these days don't respect those who paved the way. Oh, the beautiful, beautiful irony. Do they accept yet? Deuce, do they accept yet? No? Still straight bitches? That's what I thought, pal. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter then tweeted back to say, amen, brother, to uh, <laughs> to William H. Body. Uh, and didn't know who the fuck he was probably talking to. Uh, but uh, he's back in action. I'm back in three pounds lighter. Um, but Sergeant Slaughter hot that Lacey Evans is using the camel clutch. Or yeah, his mother clutch, his, his daughter clutch. was pretty hot, too. I haven't seen all the tweets, but I've been hearing about them and people wondering if it's a work or a shoot. As I'm gonna be honest with you, I said I don't think I don't think Sarge's daughter has any desire to be in the business. No. I'm gonna say it's a shoot. Yeah, what pops me here is that uh, this one dumbass uh, from Lock Betting put over that even Benoit uh, asked Jimmy Snuka about the flying headbutt brother <laughs> and all that, and he says these punks these days don't respect those who paved the way. So out of I'll give you the shoot on my shit, King. Uh, not that I give WWE has not guy. apologized for money in the bank yet. And you know, goddamn well, they stole the briefcase from me. So come yeah, on. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's true. But this guy uh, is a, a disrespectful motherfucker uh, who talked a lot. Of, he was on Russo brand, uh, talked a lot of shit. He's all about the spotlight, negative spotlight and, and getting mm -hmm. controversy. Then he went to K100 and he disrespected those legends too. And God damn. Uh, he, he worked himself hey, what, what's out his of that. His name's Billy Body, and he was a, a former 
uh, flash in the pan fucking dude on Big Brother, and he, oh. he acts like you know part time crackhead. Part. I remember uh, when Miz thought it was a big deal that he had been on Big Brother or one of those, and he came down here to Louisville, and Big Brother was just not the Louisville show. Yeah. And no one knew what the fuck he was talking about. Now, I, I guess, obviously, uh, on WWE, they knew his shit from there. But he he was bragging about the Big Brother thing. And just the OVW fans just did not connect with Big Brother. Right. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Sarah nobody Sarah nobody Sarah was on Big Brother. Did you know that? No, well, I mean, they're they're all more they're they're all more important than Big Body, uh, Billy. Well, Biden. of course. Uh, and but this guy's been disrespectful to a lot and, of legends. And anytime you have to name somebody, and then my next word is who? Yeah, <laughs> we've covered well, that's, that. That's Conan's line, right? So, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the the fact that he needs to get checked, and I said enough's enough, and. Uh, him and this other guy uh, who's a, a hot button dude, Brad Shepard, and they just want to run their mouths or whatever. I said, hey. When when, when was he on Big Brother? Uh, I don't know, and I don't really give a fuck. It was the UK one, but well, the guy just was, runs his was, mouth. That was me being polite. Yeah, yeah. He, they they can. Dude, they, these guys look like fucking. The only episodes of Big Brother I have ever seen are the ones that Scaramucci was on. Dude, they, they look like fluffers from Brokeback Mountain separate. These fucking good, two. Good enough. So good enough. so I, I said, hey, you want Not the spotlight. Not that there's anything wrong with being a fluffer on Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> uh, if you want the spotlight that badly, I'll give you the spotlight. WrestleMania 40 will book a show. We'll make it the podcast spectacular. We'll honor Stevie Richards coming home to Philly. We'll make it Stevie Mania. I don't give a fuck. And let's go. I'll box you. I'll box you both back to back. And I'll knock you both out in the one night. Because all they want is spotlight and to talk shit and to do negativity. So yeah. I drew the line There's in the sand. There's a lot of them out there that do that. Yeah, I drew the line in the sand. And they're both bitch made. They keep bringing up my name. Even with the RIP Iron Sheik, he tried to drag me yesterday. And oh, like, God. you know, it, it, but I'm on his mind because they won't. They they know that they've been called out to yeah. put the gloves on. And what do they really want in life? Spotlight. This would be the most talked about thing at WrestleMania weekend. This is the guy that got in Sean Sapp's face or Sapp got in his face at that Comic-Con and they both looked like fanboy bitches, like, yeah. you know, that, that didn't want to fight. Well, okay. now help, help, help me, help me out on Sean. Help me out on Sean Sapp. He runs Fightful uh, Select. He's a dirt sheet guy. That, he he tries to do his job, but he's more of a fanboy. Dirt sheet guys wanting to fight each other. Is this yeah, what we got? Yeah. Okay, well, they, right. they, yeah. they didn't fight each other. They got Triple H nose to nose close and then both pussied out. Is, uh, uh, is, is Meltzer wanting to fight anybody? Uh, I mean, I don't have a lot of heat with Dave, but if he wants to be the third guy that night, I guess I can fight three <laughs> in one night. Uh, so, and, him and, and him and Cornette never did pass things up, right? Uh, I'm, I'm shocked at that. You know that I'm really shocked about that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I drew the line in the sand. This guy keeps fucking evading when I, I give him 10 uh he's in the uk but he comes here with his uh, kid for okay. wrestlemania every year all right. all right so uh but they're 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 pussies king okay? they don't they don't want to they don't want to do shit so. sounds like mark pussies that's a lot of money to fly from yeah. the uk to bring your kid to wrestlemania oh they were deciding who gets that to fluff. almost turned into something right there who Both gets to fluff yeah who gets to fluff first uh <laughs> <laughs> hey when you step, when actually you i give you that... two for tuesday you want two marks doing the oh, same geez. thing uh, <laughs> who's these other two? 
there you go. There you Moxley go. and That's Hangman Page. Yeah, everybody thinks they're so tough, bro. Yeah, it's the same. Get in thing. the ring, I'm dude. I'm giving them the opportunity to be a bigger match than what's what you, happens ben. WrestleMania. I, I've never claimed to be a tough guy, and then sometimes tough guys don't have to be. Um, there, there's reasons that you and I didn't get fucked with too much, but the, 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 obviously yeah. the, the, there was a string of people in WW in, in OVW that could have beat my ass. Um, there was a bunch of guys there that couldn't. And, uh, it's like when these little fucking marks pop in these chat rooms and talk their shit behind a hidden name and it, you, Hey, yeah. I live on Cherokee road in Louisville, Kentucky. I got a big banner with my goddamn logo on it that hangs on my porch. I'm not fucking hard to find. Yeah. Anytime you want to show up and talk your shit, come on down. The price is right is open. And if you yeah. bring help, I got a little help. So, you know, <laughs> I say bring $5 and come to a show. I'll straighten you out real fucking. There quick. you go. There you go. But, <laughs> but here's my question. If anybody gets their nose that close to your nose, do you just not go ahead? And, well, you've invaded. You're never, you're never getting in my, you. you're never getting in my no, space like no. that. bro. Even at age 63 and on disability, your nose ain't getting that fucking close to my nose that we're going to find out what you're made of. That shows that you're a lying shit talking pussy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that you let it get to that point and yeah. that nobody really and wants it didn't any. Do shit. Yeah. And it that's why do. that's now, why I just two said feet apart. If you're two feet apart talking shit, okay, that's one thing. <laughs> but when you put your nose on my nose, you've already told me what you want. <laughs> I mean, that's why I just laid it down because you, you know these guys are chicken shit, bro. Yeah. But they've got 10 months to train. Like it's not like I'm like, hey, fight me next month. You got 10 months to get ready. And and get ready to go. You could have the and, and maybe to fight. You know how hard I'm going to train as hard as I did the previous ten months. I'm not. <laughs> but how, how great would I it look for them down, if they knock if they knock me is, out? You know, if they yeah. knock me out, how good would they look? But they're there too you go. Chicken. There you go. My, my theory is is once I get you down, and I'm not going to fight you if I don't think I can't. Because my theory is I got to be able to get them down. And if I look behind your pants and you can't fill out your ass, I will get you down. <laughs> and then I know just enough shit to know you're not getting up unless I let you up. Yeah, for and that's sure. how. Even on disability, I do not worry about. It. Now, there, my son does this to me all the time. Dad, that guy across the room, can, can you take him down? I said, "Fuck no, I can't take him." Down. <laughs> <laughs> I know who I can take down and who I can't, and yeah. he ain't one of them. No, no, yeah. fuck him. I ain't fucking with him. And nah. my son has been very honest with that. He because Chris thinks he can whip the world, but occasionally he says, "Yeah, no, fuck that shit." That a Popeyes manager the other day. He was a fucking trained fighter at the Senegal, and it was some type of shoot wrestling that involved bare knuckle shit in coliseums. And his name is Champion. And we were having a tough time with our order at Popeyes and Christopher starts giving him some shit. Like we've been in line for an hour and five minutes and you fucked her order up. Now we got to wait 25 more minutes. And he was from the Senegal. He spoke with a French accent and, and Christopher's giving him some shit. And I'm there, Chris, Chris, <laughs> motherfucker six five looks like beat shit he's oh I, i'm aware we, we ain't fighting <laughs> then, i'll eat we, this this will taste just fine no worries yeah, sir. Then, then we buddy up and he comes over and shows us his phone of his fights that he's had at the senegal as a shoot fighter he's got charisma out the fucking ass six foot five jacked up motherfucker and i'm introducing him now to al snow i said god damn this yeah. guy th there's a market for him charisma he knows how to fucking shoot for whatever. King B, let's let's cut the bullshit right here. Yes, Th this is all about 
free Popeye's chicken sandwiches. <laughs> Already <laughs> got free Popeye's chicken sandwiches. I knew it. I knew it, King. He, handed us, a, he handed us a $50 gift card on the way out the door. Oh, and we hadn't even fucker. told him what we were going to do. And then he texts my son. He says, man, anytime you and your dad want to come up, come on up. Yeah, that, they didn't now, They didn't know he was fucking with All he needs to do now is just main event OVW one time, and it's paid in full. <laughs> yeah, it's paid in full. But, you hey, man, you never pay, know. You know how much we, uh, we're going to have to pay for our chicken that day? Yeah. For the two of us, thirty-seven seventy for uh, seven chicken strips each, large order mashed potatoes, and a fucking Coke. 30 dude, oh every, i'm sorry five biscuits, is, five biscuits i'm sure cost a lot of oh money. dude we went from five dollar footlongs to 13 dollars subs at Sunday, yeah no bro. you can't get a decent footlong no. for under 13 they're bragging about having six dollar half sandwiches now yeah 5.99 oh six cent sandwich six it's called uh it's, it's called in. shrink shrinkflation uh let's close it out with two here king uh like that uh, i'm glad you mentioned the, subway because they're on my list to bitch at too uh, they, outrageous. <laughs> and they never they never honor the buy one get one the buy one get one's a decent buy yeah 512 yeah, yeah. stores in kentucky none of them honor the buy one get one because they're all owned by the same motherfucker God, will not sucks. honor the deal fuck you charles barkley <laughs> Former Impact uh, Wrestling and ROH star issues a new statement about his career being destroyed by bitter exes. Yeah. Uh, in March 2023, former Impact and ROH star Davey Richards announced that he was retiring amidst ac accusations of domestic violence. Uh -huh. On June 8th, Richards issued a new statement via Twitter. He said, the last three months have been, wow, temptuous to say the least. Things got very dark for a while for me. At one point, I planned on taking my own life. Man, sounds uh, too surreal to think I was in that state. To have a couple of bitter exes do through the trouble, turn, and effort to spread false information about me to destroy my wrestling career, a career that I came back to with no other intent than mm -hmm. just to be, uh, give back was harrowing. Worse, they succeeded in doing so. Since I could have sought vengeance, but those who seek vengeance should start by digging two graves. Since that time, the accuser has admitted her claims were false and the other, well, that's her cross to bear. I've dedicated my life to helping others through wrestling and medicine. To claim I was intentionally hurting others is heartbreaking. Worse again, everyone bought it. I really uh, wanted to use my last year or so in wrestling to give back and give to the vast amounts of knowledge back that the sport has given so much to me. Uh, but it looks like that was not meant to be. Uh, but the darkest days, always brighter. I have the brightest mornings. I've redirected myself to study of medicine, grappling, and being a father. If I hold on to bitterness and apathy and those who tarnish my name, that I'm no better than them, so I forgive them. I was given a talent by God for wrestling and for medicine. No one can take that from me, and it's my responsibility to use my talents and passions to help serve humanity. Today I can say I'm happier than I've been in a long time. I'm going to have peace and direction in my life uh well that's good man uh as far as getting out of a dark place where you're thinking about taking your own life always uh yeah works, yeah my my son has, has, has you know i've worked a lot of shows i've worked 15. yeah yeah i don't know if you knew that or not but he, he's dealt with oh, anxiety and depression you there yeah mm -hmm. i hear you yeah I mean, uh, it, it's a it's a tough it's a tough road to hoe, and I, I I always kind of feel bad because I know with all genius there's madness. Usually, the most charismatic have some deficiency uh, that they have to deal with in how they 
can deal with other stressors of life. You know what I mean? But they're brilliant in other areas. There always seems to be some trade off. I have, I have been and very Davies fortunate. Man. I've been very fortunate. Yeah. I've never dealt. Uh, I mean, obviously, when horrible things happen, the death of your mother or if anything ever happened to my son, obviously, that would be sure to deal with. But I get over shit quickly. And I I label myself as somebody that's probably never been suffered with anxiety or depression a day in his life. I, I don't call mourning depression. Um, it's just part of what we deal yeah. with. If anything happened to you, I would be fucking very sad. Um, but then we try to remember the good times, like with anybody Same. else. That's yeah, well, that's been, the I've human existence as opposed to it. Yeah. Yes, yes. But I've been very fortunate. My mm -hmm. son and daughter-in-law both have dealt with anxiety, depression, and suicidal thoughts since they were teenagers. And uh, I don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, I've never wanted to take my own life for any fucking reason. I want to live as long as I can not be in extreme pain. I mean, I have pain in my knees and back, but I'm used to it now. So it's certainly nothing that I want to end my life over. Uh, I wish I could do some of the things I used to be able to do 20 years ago. Um, but I've never been in that place. Not, not over any woman, uh, 1984. It's because we're, we're narcissistic. And, yeah. You know, I think because we're the most important I, I, people I, in our story. But I do think that we both can admit our faults. I know I've had to do it a lot. I've had to apologize a lot when I misinterpret something especially on my podcast. I think you froze up on me, Ben, or you've got a very serious face going. Yeah, you're frozen on my end. <laughs> Woe is me kind of way. Oh, sorry, King. I, I bugged out there for a minute. Yeah, yeah. It keeps freezing up there for a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I've heard both of us admit our faults. And I know some podcasters that absolutely positively will not ever. Um, <laughs> and I consider that one of my strengths. Uh, now, if I'm passionate about something and I believe in it, you've probably seen me. I'll, I'll, I'll ride that horse or, or camel <laughs> as long as I can. <laughs> but but uh, shit, just on a recent show, I misinterpreted something someone said on the show and I was really giving them some shit. And then Bob pointed out, no, Kenny, I think he meant this. And I went back and real. Oh, all right. All star was the guy that was in the chat room. I was like, okay, I, I apologize. I, I misread it. I thought you were trying to be a dick. Okay. I, I misread. Sure. I misread what you said. And Lost I, and in I, translation. Lost yeah, in translation. And, and, and that happens a lot. When, when, and when, when you don't know how to place LOLs, sometimes we don't know if they were trying to be funny or not yeah, right. but i will say this about davy i've worked a lot of shows with him and See, I, I can't Edwards place him what, what would i know him from he, dude he's very uh like kind of chris benoit dynamite kid asking how he works he was in roh as tag champ multiple times he was an impact chris tag would probably champ. know who he chris would probably yeah know who dude, he is, chris would really definitely know who he is. yeah yeah, yeah. He, he's he is a straight technnician wrestler like mm -hmm. real badass grind you out maybe not do what, what do you know about these laughs. what do you know about these girls that made the accusations we you, one of them is apparently retracted but yeah. There are cases where girls have retracted and then said, well, I just did that because I didn't want, I didn't want to cause him any more pain. He really did it, but I don't want to cause him any more pain. I've had girls tell me that. Well, I mean, Davey is a hard worker, bro. Like he, while wrestling went and got his medical degree and he's oh, also oh, an, an, e an EMT as well, I believe, or fire. Yeah, fire heavy duty, yeah. 
That's so like you want to talk about hard work definitely and then you know being friends on facebook when it's his him and his little son he's doing good dad stuff american ninja warrior in the backyard but what and, did you know these what I mean? two girls accuse him of so i don't know if it was a physical abuse or you know that he's kind of got a, a dark mental? side yeah and yeah. uh hey i'll also put this out there davy richards there's a a, a couple of a leaked photos and uh he ain't got to worry about nothing king v i'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well okay. You keep those to yourself, uh, yeah. and I'll take your word for it. I mean, Billy, Billy Body's probably got them on, hung on. I'm, in, I'm embarrassed enough as it is. I don't <laughs> need to see anybody. Yeah, else. I don't need. I don't need to be emasculated by you, Davy Richards. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. and, but uh, I will say this, and that's why I play it close to the vest because uh, I I was working on the Beautiful People podcast, which is uh angelina love and uh yeah. velvet sky was I'll before that angelina i said hello and i well, love velvet sky uh yeah. i never met her angelina was with us at ovw for a little bit i remember the day she got let yeah. go and she cried yeah. to danny please find me something to do i'll clean up i'll grab a broom i remember that plain as day and then she goes on to be one of the best we talked about her on renee's show last night she's awesome uh, bro she's one awesome of the, one of the better talents i i don't know how much of that is her real personality that comes out on television but what comes out on TV is good. Yeah. Oh, well, both of those women are so, uh, you know, just oh, made, I, I made in the mafia, them. made in the mafia. I mean, forget about the beauty and the looks, super highly intelligent women. Yes. Both of them is how yes. they run their business. Uh, and, I, I'd, and I'd consider it an honor to have either one of them on my show. If you got any stroke, I'd yeah, love I haven't, have. I haven't talked to them either of them in, in probably about six months since the end of the podcast, but Oh, she, did they end the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Good. I there. would think that would be pretty popular. And the, things run their course. They just wanted to take time off, but yeah. uh, she is, uh, you know, was with Davey. So I don't think he's, I don't oh. know if he's talking, not, not the direct X. That was another one that with the accusations. Right. But after you kind of go through a split up, you know, and another one, but I, everything seems pretty amicable with their relationship and, and the son and anything. I, there's never, I don't think anything like that. Uh, how, both, how old is I the think kid? That, He's he's young young boy still. I think he's only like eight eight maybe okay. at tops, you know. But uh, right. super nice kid, and and he's got work ethic of two worker parents who've made it pretty far in this business, yeah. and and they know. So I, I don't. I, that's when I read this, I was like, of what I know, you know, and not that I put their business on blast and everything I've seen of Davy. It's that. He loves the shit out of his son, works his ass off, is mm -hmm. able to level up his life outside of wrestling. Mm -hmm. And then when I saw those accusations, I was like, eh, I don't know. You know, do, you don't do want to. Do we know who the second girl is? No, no. And that's why I don't know what it was, okay. but that seems to be the one that kind of fell apart. Now, everyone can be going through their stuff privately. Right. But of what I know of the people involved, they're all pretty highly intelligent, high skilled workers. And yeah and and seem to do the right thing in life and especially mm -hmm. for their kids so when i saw those digs in and speaking out is that somebody jilted i don't know that's not for me to decide but here he is at least kind of sticking up for the how easy it is to cancel somebody mm -hmm. and then oh, once it, it goes by the amazing. wayside you know, it's harder to come back. People just remember, yeah. oh, wasn't that that they, shit? they always remember the bad yeah never yeah time. so never i'm kind of happy that he's not happy i would say that he's going through this but happy that it, or, or satisfied is a better mm -hmm. word that he's at least standing his ground after taking some punches and being like 
people tried to fuck me up and all i was trying to do was give back a little bit like yeah no no good deed goes unpunished right as like, a rule as a rule so i got a question for you have you ever worked anybody in the business that, that has against them not with them that has a beard comparable to yours um comparable mm-hmm. uh there's no, I wouldn't say. Oh, well, yeah, there's, there's a, a, a <laughs> so in 2CW, the head of security is this big time DJ here at 95X, Scott Dixon, and his beard and mine were almost identical. Okay. And, right. and I was running through like all of the management people, like mm-hmm. in 2CW, announcers beating the shit out of them until mm-hmm. he stepped up and was in the way. And people were really pumped at 95 X fest, which is a big outdoor concert rock yeah, fest. Yeah. Okay. And he and I got into it and we both did a beard grab and there then you go twist. And like, then we like turned, hair, right? Ah, and then twist. Ah, and people were going nuts <laughs> for it. And then there's a double beard pull. We both sell away and come back in. I got so, a question for you. I yeah. got a question for you. Uh, yeah, if sure. there's, if there's anybody that could work the match. Yeah. And if there was a certain guaranteed payoff, would you ever do beard versus beard loser gets shaved baby bowling baby face clean? Uh, well, I mean, I've done it twice, not beard Have versus you? beard. I've done beard versus hair match with uh, Dick Justice and then with Kenny Bowen, or with, uh, with not Kenny Bowen, with... Uh, I, would, uh, I would with, remember that. And I don't, I'd have with, to shave uh, my head. <laughs> with, oh my Dean, with Dean Hill. Dean Hill, we did shave in the cage, remember, was oh, the yeah, payoff. Oh, yeah, yeah. God damn, yeah, I forgot I, that. I, and then that oh was how I left the territory. So yes. he shaved, he shaved, he's like, he shaved a Raleigh fingered mustache on him. And they had that. How are you going to come out of the bullpen without your mustache? So then I, then I went to Chicago for a year and started growing it back. And then that's when I went to two CW, but there I had uh, beard versus hair versus Dick justice. And they put me down, handcuffed me to the chair, put the American flag over did me like go, a barber baby thing. face clean. Uh, they cut it down to where I had to kind of get it yeah. really back to tight. Yeah. And, okay. and, uh, and then since then, this one's about what, what, a seven what the, year. What, what was the payoff on those? Uh, the payoff was just that the, oh, like, satisfaction yeah, that was, that was a dick justice as much as I've had great views. Of if you remember, Christopher lost his hair at OVW. The only time I never yeah. did. Chris <laughs> lost his hair at OVW and Danny sold the locks of Christopher's hair to the crowd. And Chris made about 150 bucks. That <laughs> well, mine was a two year, mine was a two year story payoff. So they, oh, they, yeah. they were pumped. But after remember the reason why I got shaved is because I shaved Dean Hill's mustache. That's the right. Legendary. That's right. So, so I took those handlebar curls and I bought a deer mount thing. And then I glued them on there. Like they were deer horns coming yeah. off of the, and I hung that. That's still at OVW someplace really? in the back. Yeah. Oh, be goddamn. Oh, so, shit. uh, yeah, absolutely. And speaking of, uh, our final story today, our OVW sister here, uh, kind of a non-story story where I'm still not going to stooge it off, but what's being said about Serena Deeb's disappearance from AEW television. I've been wondering about that myself. Yeah. I haven't seen her in a while. And she's yeah. one of their top talents. I thought, She's not wrestled uh, since Dark Elevation in October of last year. Diva's long also, absence. Yeah, Diva's also not posted anything on her Twitter or Instagram accounts since October. N- nothing since that time on Twitter. Nope. Uh, for and those asking about you, hell, you took her to the airport not long ago. Yeah, she's one of my best friends, man. So uh, well, I love the, her myself. I love her myself. 
from Fightful Select this thing. For those asking about Serena D, we haven't heard anything update as of late status, though we're have, constantly have you, asking. Have you heard from her? And you don't have to tell uh, me what it's about. <laughs> Uh, she she has not been around backstage, and those that we speak uh, of, they say they haven't heard anything about her being back creatively. Um, yeah, she had an injury, and it compounded, and, um, you know, she just kind of been on the shelf waiting to come back and getting mm. herself – uh, I didn't even she know she'd been to. hurt. I, d- I didn't hear the reason. Yeah, and uh, and then from there, it was just kind of like, well, when's the right time? And now there's the new show, Collision. And if you remember cor- correctly, she also used to be in a faction back in WWE with another big guy who is on Collision. So you mm. never know uh, where yeah, she might yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he might yeah. show up. So uh without saying anything we don't say anything but um, what's your what's your opinion i know we're i know we're trying to wrap up here but what's your opinions on collision because it, it to me it's shitting all over roh because now we're coming up with another television show and roh still doesn't have a television show even though apparently uh, quite a few of those guys will be doing collision and it just seems like a reason to bring punk back and put him with some people that he can get along with I think you're spot on in all those assessments, King B. And I think it's a big problem not uh, getting control over your locker room and keeping the kids separated instead of saying you're going to work with them and we're going to take our real life issues. Did you notice we never in the history of OVW had that problem? We knew who was in control. Yeah, and I don't remember dare, any yeah. shit like that. I mean, no, even even top guys, even top guys like a Mike Cruel or a Birchall or somebody like that would never try and pull rank on Danny. I, or I had like carte blanche to do about any fucking thing I wanted there, and I didn't even pull that shit. No, and I, I'm about as tight with Danny and Rip and Cornette as you could get. And I and I I played ball. I mean, I never even tried to pull that shit and because if got be, by with it, it would have been me. Nobody would have had the balls to do that. And that's where Tony has placated these guys and, and given them their own stuff to do it. And what they're really doing is. Well, well, D- Dutch Mantel said you can't be buddies with the boys because that's what happens. Well, it, it, that and the fact that now we're going to do a Saturday show in prime time against major sports, against people mm-hmm. being out on the weekend and should it draw numbers? Yeah. But when it dives off quickly and people well, will then, I, I think the first, here's the problem. Days, I think the first 30 days of curiosity rate, but I said that when punk showed up the first mm-hmm. time, sure. I said, give it 90 days and then it, it's going to fall. It's but, fall. but here's the thing. And you know, punk can't stop from selling online on shit. So he here, after, no, after 30 days, 40 days and the ratings keep dropping, People mm-hmm. are going to be like, see, he's not a draw. See, he's not just to troll him, right. and he's going to sell. And then there's going to be another meltdown, and bad things will happen. Now, I think here's the big point that Bischoff, now that he's not on Warner Brothers payroll, allegedly. and and I, Matt, I didn't know that he was. Well, I think he was because I was on a different payroll, and I was talking uh, a certain way. And when he was talking all nice, nice and doing cameos on the show, he had no issue with AEW. Now he's got every issue in the world. Oh, with him. Okay. So to me, that means somebody was getting paid and now they're not getting paid, you know, yeah. uh, but I that's never know. come out. No, that, no that, one's that, paying <laughs> me to shut my mouth. <laughs> but, but now him and Nash have both said, Kevin Nash, did they learn nothing from WCW? It's bad enough that they're taking, the direct look of thunder and and nitro and putting it in their own graphics exactly yeah but they didn't learn anything 
dude, WCW died because of oversaturation. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what he's doing right here. Again, doesn't matter how big the money deal is, or if they're paying for the show, now you're making your show look weaker because numbers are going down and down and down and you're creating and, a trend. And, and that, you have that a says, don't watch. 37 man roster or something like that. I mean, what are you going to uh, do, man? Memphis, I mean, Memphis ran with 25 people max. What does that do for the morale of the ROH squad? Not jack shit. Right. I mean, so now we create got- a brand fucking new show. So one guy can have a place to go. And now here's the rest of us. Still no place to go. We got hope all these invited, diamonds. Hope to we're shine, invited bro. to the main yeah. show from time yeah. to time. Yeah. And what is Thanks. the main show? Is this the main show now the punk show or is it still the Wednesday show? But we're not doing any of the issues that would actually draw money and draw a crowd, which is the young yeah. bucks and the punk and punk being in the ring at the same time in a face off. There, there, there's the money. That's the money. So we're so we're gonna make shows that don't draw. That's the big problem, right, yeah. dude? And so, I think right now it's set up that, that Young Bucks and Punk and Omega will, will, will not mix company, from what I'm understanding. That's a problem. Yep. As a, when, when the money's there, I mean, you know, if uh, me and Cornette haven't spoken six years, but if, if we both go to AEW and Jimmy's doing a Saturday show and I'm doing yeah. the Wednesday show, then I don't think we're capping out our potential money making of what yeah of what should be not to put me on the young bucks uh, punk level no but but that's exactly what it is you've got real life heat yeah brett and sean we knew it yeah we're we're getting it over on tv and blurring those lines jerry jarrett had a sign in 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 the locker room that says uh backstage personal grudges make money or something to that nature Hey, if you got a beef with somebody, get over bring with it character. to me. Yeah, yeah if you got a per- if you got a personal beef, bring it to me. We can make money with it. These don't mean shit unless you got some real personal emotion and beef tied to it. These belts, and that's what yeah. I try and do in every business, and that's what they should be doing. Going, man, we could be over a million where we need to be if we would just put our egos aside and, and get into mm-hmm, this shit. Mm-hmm. And if we got to stiff each other a little bit for the fuck of it, so we feel what better the then so be it brother. Let, let me keep my teeth. I only got four left anyway, so you can't <laughs> take too many of mine. Yeah. Or take them out and we'll get new ones in Mexico. Who gives a, well, fuck? I'm working on, I'm working on that as well. That's a good, uh, that's a, my, my buddy referee Cyburns did that. King B saved himself 75%. I, I highly recommend if you're going to do the dental tourism, yeah. go to Cancun, get it all set up. They drive you right from your uh, resort, right to it every day, multiple times. And very easy. You just got to have somebody there to kind of take care of you after you've had yeah. some major uh, orthodonture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I need to get it done. I've, uh, I had something scheduled with U of L a few months ago and then i missed my date because i didn't get the reminder and i just fucking missed the date hey, so baby. I, probably said, I, I need to get it done though it, it's senoritas it's, uh, and margaritas in cancun get them pulled get on the beach and have uh get a couple pills and you have a, well, have as long a good as one. one puts a harpoon in me i'll be all right <laughs> oh shit man um Yo, uh, appreciate you, King B. All my love to you, man. Where where can people find you? What do we got coming up on the bowl? And well, I, or, what was so funny on? is yesterday I was thinking, when, when's Ben Hameen going to invite me back on to do a run-in on the show? And I'll be goddamn 12 hours later, you write me to come in. So it was like we were mind-melding there for a bit. Uh, my show's Tuesdays and Thursday nights on the bowling alley. Um, I'll have to get that in a little bit. That's my son, but I'll give him a call back oh, later. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Hey, you're on. You're on a. You're on a show right now, but it's recorded. And say hello to Ben Hameen. Yo, what's up, Ben? 
Yallah, infidel Prince B, it's time to raise these oil prices and slap somebody across their damn face. You know, I've been, I've been investing, investing heavily in oil futures. I support all of this. Do it for the motherland. Heavily invested into the oil futures. Yeah, get ready for Saudi AI Arabia. We're taking over with the AI, King B, everything. <laughs> I was just plugging my shows, Chris. I'm wrapping up with Ben. Can you give me five minutes? Uh, of course, mashallah. Bismillah. <laughs> see, see you in a little bit, Chris. All right. Uh, he there loves you with a passion, man. He uh, loves you with a passion. From one prince to another, baby. That's from one prince to another. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you can you can see me on the bowling alley Tuesdays and Thursday nights at nine o five p.m. We're going to be having Gene Snitsky and Mike Mondo oh, both man. on next hey. week. We're hoping on the same show. There's a beard, and, Gene Snitsky. Gene Snitsky. Oh, my God. My, my oh, my beard. God. Yeah, That's beard that's versus beard if I ever saw it. <laughs> couple OVW boys. Yeah, and uh, Scott Romer is going to be coming on the show in a couple of weeks. Oh, all the big I've never stars. had him on before, and uh, Herb Simmons recommend me have him on. And uh, we're going to talk shit about who who was the better photographer, Scott Romer or Jim Cornette. I love it. He's been on uh, on Wrestling with Rip Rogers plenty, a feature over there. And Has he? Well, he's, obviously, an, he's an Indiana boy. Obviously, shout out to my man, Mike Mondo, my best man at my wedding, one of the, the best minds in the business, Mind of Mondo. Uh, great match reviews. And, uh, I did the not best know matches. he best manned your wedding. Oh, yeah. Well, when we eloped I to Jamaica. I best manned yeah. three, out of five, three out of five of Cornette's weddings. And uh, and Mike Mondo, best man year. That's pretty good history, right Shiki. there. Shiki, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and occasionally, I do Saturday shows. Uh, occasionally, uh, you just have to subscribe and check your notifications yeah. click that little bell there but we have a good time you know just uh come on in now my chats are now members only uh to keep the trollers down because I, yeah. I really attract the trollers so you can troll me but you're gonna pay two dollars and 99 cents to do it <laughs> definitely subscribe you guys great content and obviously awesome ovw brothers and wwe alumni guests coming in to hang out and uh talk it all and i'm glad we didn't have to talk I, I want, you know, maybe we'll, we'll get together here soon over on Bowling Alley. We'll talk aliens, forest fires, and Trump indictments. Because I know you love it. What I love we'll today. Look at this. We got free Popeye sandwiches. No, King <laughs> B. You're not getting your shit in on me, King <laughs> B. It's Hacker Amin. It's the Friday Fuck. locker room, infidels. No, no, let's go another yeah. hour. Let's go no, another hour. No, no. Oh, oh. 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 oh.